0: Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host, Leanne Hunt, and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of season three of the Knitter Square podcast. it's a lovely sunny day as I record this and I just wanted to say that I was in the barn last week and we had lots of blankets coming in. The Gogo groups or go groups as we call them have been working hard sewing up squares um, and sending them back into the barn to be packed for distribution. So uh, everything is going full steam ahead once again after the big COVID lockdown. I think I've been rather remiss in uh, talking to new members about how Knitter Square works. Uh, Just to give a little bit of detail, if you're new and um, you found us perhaps through searching for a Knitting Podcast or through a referral from a friend, we just want to welcome you. Um, Knitter Square is an organization that was set up in South Africa about 12 years ago uh, with the object of caring for children who were uh, either homeless on the street orphaned because of HIV and of course you know that that is a big problem in this country. Um, When we started it began as a slow trickle of squares coming through and uh, through various uh, promotions um, via various wool distribution agencies and people just wanting to support us we've managed to grow enormously and um, spread in over 60 countries in the world, where our our members um, knit and crochet squares and uh, soft toys and beanies and hand warmers and send them via the mail through to South Africa, where we receive the squares um, in parcels. We have what we call opening days in the barn, uh, the barn being our big warehouse, uh, the place where we keep all our our parcels and sorted squares and blankets. Um, Our volunteers on the ground do the sorting, uh, pack our, the squares into nice color-coded bundles of 35 squares each and then those go out to uh, various groups of ladies that we call gogo groups, uh, gogo meaning grandmother <laughs> in our local Zulu language and um, those ladies will uh, sew them together for a small stipend and then we collect them back in again. And then our volunteers also organize distributions to various crèches and informal settlements and places where children are very, very disadvantaged, often not having any, uh, anything to call their own, especially a toy, but um, also when the cold sets in over the um, May, June, July, August, September months, the blankets are very, very um, well-appreciated. So that's a little bit of background, and I hope I've described it well enough. Um, On today's podcast, I have an interview with two very inspirational ladies. They are members who live in Shropshire in England, um, Pam Johnson and Elaine Jones, and they actually set up a charity on the ground on their side to collect squares so that they could uh, support us here in South Africa. They will tell you all about that, about how they uh, came up with the idea and about the various ideas that they used to support the postage of um, parcels through to South Africa. Anyway I hope you're going to enjoy what they have to say. They certainly are full of great ideas and um, through their discussion I think anybody who doesn't understand how the, the process works will get a clearer idea. So enjoy that interview. Hello, Pam and Elaine. It's just so lovely to have you with me on the podcast today. Um, I know that you've got lots to share with us um, because you represent the Knit for Life uh, ladies in England. And um, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know this morning I was actually in the barn and we had received uh, some, well, several big bags of blankets or of um, actually blanket packs. We call them blanket packs because they are. They're already packed in um, uh, bundles of 35 squares each. And it was so wonderful to be able to take out pack after pack after pack and see what you'd put together. So thank you for all the work that you um, had put in previously to sending them. And also just for the amazing colors and squares. It just brings so, so much joy. But your volume is quite Incredible. And that's what I want to know from you today. It's like, how do you do it? (laughs) So yeah, do you want to just say hello and then we'll jump right in?
1: Hello everyone. Hi, I'm Pam.
0: And I'm Elaine. Great. (laughs) Lovely. We'll get to know your voices as we go along. (laughs) Um, So let's just start. Pam, do you want to tell us whereabouts in England you are situated?
1: Yeah, um, we're both we both live in the county of Shropshire. Uh, which is sort of on the west side of England and the border with Wales.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we do actually live uh, an hour apart by car. So, but it's a very big county. It's the largest landlocked county um, in England. Oh. Um, I think it's got the smallest population. So we've got a lot of sheep.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's a farming sort of county then.
1: <laughs> it is very much. Yes. Beautiful. So I think it goes into Wales. It's more hilly and hill farming. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. round here lot of farming a lot of arable um, and a lot of equestrian with horses as well oh. in Shropshire
0: Beautiful. It's, uh,
1: very nice county so mm. yeah so it's,
0: uh, have you always lived there in that in that area
1: No I'm from London originally okay. but yeah. I've been here 27 years I'm not sure about Elaine how long have you been well,
2: I'm originally from Surrey mm-hmm. uh, in southeast and I've been up here about
1: 23 years okay. Yeah. We're both sort of, sort of, sort of local.
0: Yes. (laughs) So
1: so we have a lovely climate as well, Um, although it is changing a bit here like everywhere else. So, you know, our seasons all used to be very different, but now Mm. we we tend to have hotter summers than we used to have and our winters are milder and wetter. Um, Mm. But so we're just in autumn now when when, when we're speaking.
0: Yes. Uh, Lovely. And in the farming calendar, what is that? Is everything sort of oh har-
1: harvest has just been, so yes? So they've just finished harvest and um, nice. getting all the corn in, and uh, the sheep should all be in lamb by now, ready for their to have their lambs next year.
0: Lovely. <laughs> Charlie, good. And um, so do you want to tell me how you met and how this all started yeah. with Knitter Square? Yeah,
1: so I think almost uh, very soon when uh, Knitter Square had started, I think independently we both found out about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we both wanted to knit for charity and we both came across Knitter Square, you know, right back when Rhonda was just starting asking for one square in an envelope. Right. Uh, <laughs> so separately, we didn't know each other then. We started knitting. Uh and getting, you know, I was asking more people to knit, knit, and we got more people going. And then we met through the the Knitter Square forum in the UK. Yes. So there was a good chat on there and asking, you know, where people were from and where people lived. Um, so Elaine and I found each other because <laughs> we're in the same county. So um,
0: you've become good uh, friends, I, I assume, through that. We have. Yes. So,
1: it's that, so that was what, 2008, when, well, well you yeah, know right back when we started mm-hmm. so um yes yeah, so we've known each other a long time we're very good friends now so it, that's been been a joy yeah. so, uh, and we yeah we've just kept collecting and posting the knitting as you know and we've just grown from there yes um, so, so i think elaine's going to tell you a bit about how we grew and, okay uh, <laughs> go why, for it, why, we why <laughs> yeah we
2: well started the I, charity the pam <laughs> Kind of, it's very always very enthusiastic about things. And when she decided to knit for Knitter Square, she posted um, notes around her village saying, "If you want to knit for Knitter Square, um, send give me your squares and I'll post them out to South Africa for you." Yes. So she ended up with a deluge of squares, (laughs) which she was packing into bag plastic bags, two kilograms at a time, and posting them out. And I said, well, I'll help you pack them. So I went over to her house and we started packing them. And we kept just sending these two kilogram parcels. And in the end, I said, well, this is crazy. It's costing us so much money or costing you so much money um, sending like this. So let's see. Think about becoming a charity, which is what we did. We set up Knit for Life. Uh, it's not difficult to set up a charity in the uk mm-hmm. we're only tiny we're not part of the charities commission they don't want us because we're too small okay. um, but we did register with the uh, uk tax authorities which means that we can claim gift aid which is a system in this country so that if people give us a donation if they're a taxpayer we can claim the tax they paid yes so it increased donations it also means we can register with various um charitable organizations to get like easy fundraising and that sort of thing where people buy things and the uh, retailers pay a certain amount of money to a charity to the charity distribut- distributors and we get the money we get some extra money that way which That's you can amazing. only do if you're a registered charity mm. so that helps us with the postage mm-hmm. um, And really, it's just gone on from there. Um, We have so much now that we send out, as you know, in 10 (laughs) boxes at a time. (laughs) And there's.
0: And they are big boxes, boxes. they're not small. They
2: are big boxes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we feel it's important because our local, a lot of local people, a lot of people like to knit. Yes. And as they get older, you know, their children have grown up, their grandchildren grow up. They don't want Granny's knitted jumpers anymore. Mm. So they stop knitting, which Mm. is such a shame because it's a skill worth keeping up with. It's so so... good for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you had a a podcast with your daughter, Tammy,
0: Mm.
2: who was saying that I listened to the podcast and she was saying that how important it is for people not just to keep doing something with their hands with their brains but also to keep feeling useful
0: exactly yes
2: and I think knitting for charity more than anything else is important because if they do feel that they're doing something incredibly useful Mm -hmm. that the people who want the knitting the children who need it they really really appreciate it whereas knitting for your grandchild you know the jumper goes in a drawer and never sees the light of day again whereas they know that the blankets or blanket squares or hats or whatever are going to be so appreciated yes absolutely it's it is relaxing it's good for them it helps them with their well sense of well-being Mm. um tammy was talking about that i don't know if she's aware that there's been a scientific study um in princetown university no less Mm -hmm. um where they discovered that the repetitive action of knitting helps to release something called serotonin which is a neurotransmitter yes and it's associated with a reduction in stress levels Mm -hmm. so the scientists have proven something that we've known all along absolutely
0: (laughs) absolutely and 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 from a different perspective um i was reading an article the other day um about uh research on happiness and they said that altruistic actions even small random acts of kindness um, they it um, releases also some kind of hormone endorphin i think in your brain um, that can increase happiness so you know as you say the repetitive action is on the physical side doing the mechanical action of actually knitting or crocheting and then on the the side of generosity and giving and just being part of a good a good deed as it were there's that um little kick that little hit that you get of i'm doing something good for other people it's really really yes. powerful
2: yes it's a real feel good factor mm-hmm. i think which is so important and many of the people who knit for us have been bereaved or just lonely mm-hmm. and it's something they can do to yes. focus their minds and stop them feeling as sad as perhaps they might, do, or as, or as lonely. They're not as isolated, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge... Imp- that's really why we formed Knit for Life in the first place back in 2012, yeah. because although the production, what we actually produce is important, it's the production of it is just as important mm-hmm. to the people who do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, it um, matters
1: very much to us that the, that, you know, when when I started asking people and say advertising that we would take squares you know I was going around and collecting them Mm -hmm. and just started meeting all these ladies who were just just as Elaine said you know lonely bereaved I mean we've had some amazing collections of knitting from people and you can see the joy when they when they that they can give it to us and be involved
0: and as, Elaine,
1: as Elaine said, that that really did feed into what what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, support Knitter Square and some other charities, but really yes. be a focal point as well for the people who wanted to knit. So it's yes. it's the sides of what we do, really.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, having a sense of belonging is so lovely as well. So for people who who can now feel as if they're part of a, a group that does something, is really nice. Mm-hmm. So Pam, do you want to tell us how you actually um, support what you do? I mean, all these boxes that you have to send, the shipping and stuff. Do you, uh, do you actually do some specific fundraising for that?
1: We do. It's changed a lot since we started, really. Um, uh, as, as Elaine said, sort of to start with, I was funding a lot of it, but the, mm. the volume just became too, too much and couldn't do it. Uh, and we've done lots of things over the years. So uh, in England, I don't know if other countries do it. So we have backpacking in supermarkets. So you go to right. the supermarket and offer to pack people's bags for them in return for some money in yes. your bucket. So um, we've done that, but it's very hard work and it's very hard trying to get people to come and help you. And it's mm-hmm. um, not much fun.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that is hard work.
1: <laughs> really? Yes, yeah, so, uh, so we did that. Um, but one of the things we've started doing more and more is, is growing plants because we both love gardening. Nice. So uh, we've, we've done it before. I've got quite a large garden and mm-hmm. we've opened my garden for people. Um, mm-hmm. We did it a few years back before the pandemic uh, and we did teas and we had a, a stall of, you know, bric-a-brac yes. and things and some plants uh, and it went very well. It's very popular. It's a great English pastime. You yes, know, going it is. from other yeah. people's gardens. <laughs> so, uh, so we're we're expanding that now. Last year uh, we did grow a lot more from seed and dug up more bits from my garden. Sure. And we am I right? I think this is right, Elaine. We raised um, five hundred pounds in an hour and a quarter. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Yeah. wow when we just put up some tables outside my house on the road and we only told people in really in my village because we were worried that we wouldn't have enough if we advertised more widely so we kept it quite quiet Um, but they came in droves really
0: that is amazing just
1: just as we were coming out of lockdown as well so people were very pleased to see each other so it became a bit of a street party really (laughs) (laughs) everyone came and were chatting in the street and yes, we sold just everything we'd done. So oh, that's
0: so amazing.
1: Both, we both enjoy gardening, so mm. it's something that we we're happy to do, and it's much nicer than packing bags in supermarkets.
0: Definitely. And of course, you you can chat to people about the plants they choose. You can tell them if it likes sun or shade or whatever, and then at least it's sort of, you know, you you are a knowledgeable um, person selling. You're not just yes, selling no. something you don't know anything on
1: that's right I mean Elaine's brilliant at raising cuttings and things so mm-hmm. we've, we've done a lot more for this year so next year we'll be doing the same we'll open the garden again providing we're not in lockdown of any sort mm-hmm. um, and sell the plants again but out of that I've started a sort of permanent little sales table outside my house Good.
0: <laughs> and people
1: started to donate plants to mm-hmm. us to mm-hmm. sell for the charity
0: so So are the people aware of the charity that you are raising money for when you are selling the plants nice
1: yes we always advertise it and when we do I mean we have done other things we tried doing tombolas at fairs we did that for a long time Mm. um do you have tombolas
0: yeah Mm -hmm. well
1: yeah Yeah, I grew up with
0: tombolas but I don't know if they still have them
1: okay well the same thing that was enormously hard work so we spent half our lives collecting loads of stuff and then taking it to a fate and setting it up and bringing stuff up and so we've really evolved through the years to do something that's much easier that we both enjoy
0: enjoy yes
1: just growing plants yeah lovely (laughs) we all do I mean we get a few I think we still get some donations from people through their work the payroll,
2: Elaine? Mm. Is that right? Um, no, not About anymore. Not, no, we used to, but not now, no.
1: Uh, yeah, in the past we've had some amazing donations as well. Um, I mean one gentleman gave us 500 pounds uh, quite a few years ago. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and uh, we do get people when their partners have died, uh, you know, that they want to give us their their wool and their mm. stash and their needles and things. Mm. Um, and through that some people have made donations as well because again you know it's like the knitting they're so thrilled that everything's going somewhere useful yes you know some ladies have been very arthritic and just had to give up knitting although Mm -hmm. for some ladies it helps them helps with the arthritis but that's uh, okay yeah through other other illnesses they've had to give up Uh, and they're so thrilled that because they don't know what to do with all this wool they've collected or right.
0: they can donate
1: and so they've given it all to us and they feel it's being you know having a good use for sure going to a good cause and having a purpose even if they aren't able to knit anymore yeah. through illness or bereavement or whatever so yeah so um, I think that's all our funds is it yeah this
2: well some some of the wool we get isn't always suitable for our purposes Mm-hmm. so I've sold some of it on eBay um, okay. and we have a one of our volunteers who's lovely she likes holding she likes having a market store mm-hmm. and she sells some of it at a charity market um, right. which has ra- actually raised she raised quite a bit didn't she, oh, she did. um, yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's how we raise the money um, we have we have we do have to restrict our contributions of knitting uh, to about 50 mile radius otherwise if we didn't we'd run out of not only time but also funds yes. so unfortunately we can't accept knitting from all over the country which now, we would love to do if we could but we and simply tell can't. me
0: do, do you literally go and fetch from these people
1: Elaine does mostly right. yeah
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> that yeah that is a big <laughs> uh, stretch I mean, on your time nice I'm sure it,
2: but yeah <laughs> yes i i run around the county collecting things sometimes yeah. um, i go north of the county and but as i say a lot of it actually arrives on pam's doorstep which nice. is uh, quite useful <laughs>
1: yes. i mean Good. it's not just individuals that knit for us and that's the uh, you know the a lot of groups that have adopted us and knit oh. for us and those are the, when I, elaine goes to collect it, it's often from a group so it's okay. not just it's not a carrier bag full you know it's yes. a car. <laughs> yes it's, it's a car bootful yes
0: and and tell me I mean the 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 blanket packs that I that I was unpacking this morning were sort of color-coded and everything now who does that is that you
1: well not not really is it some some we have one lady uh who crochets uh, packs and okay she's one of the exceptions that she doesn't live near and I've forgotten now how we made contact with her Mm-hmm. Um, but she's then three pack, three packs at a time of yes, you know, blankets. Okay, um, and she actually puts a, a slip in that how she would like them to be sewn together. You know, but she does yes. color coordinate it. Okay, um, but mostly I think we just have such a wonderful range that we just put together what
0: we've got, don't we? So, so it is you that actually counts the thirty-five and and put them together. It's not. Was yes. it yes. sometimes yes. mostly? Friends? Okay. Yes. yes
2: because i have a great do... friend <laughs> <laughs> we so do... we get... although we ask for eight inch squares of course we do we do yeah. get squares of all kinds of shapes and sizes i know um yes. <laughs> which we do have to sort obviously mm. i think um most of the ones i sent last time i think i probably packed into mm. eight inch square into bundles yes um i don't I don't consciously color code them I must admit but <laughs> oh. if they were then
0: I'm delighted. <laughs> well I, I I was going through the packs and I mean like this morning there was there were a lot of pinks and oranges and blues and so I ended up sort of putting all the pinks and blues together and then the oranges went with the yellows and things and it was fun to to sort of um separate them into kind of color stories but right. they seemed to sort of arrive in in those things already. Like, for example, they were all lovely bright fresh colors in the the packs that I was looking through. There weren't sort of a lot of um, muddy colors, so I didn't have to separate out a whole lot.
2: We do uh, ask our knitters to to do bright colors, I think, don't we? ah, We do, do and we
1: have, um, as well as when we get a bit low on wool, we have sometimes bought Wool
0: to give yes. to Annette
1: as well. So then okay. Elaine's bought that online and bought really nice colours. So we, you know, ah. get.
0: Okay, uh, that's nice.
1: And we try and, yeah, we've got a huge box of beige wool because we try not to give it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one lady who loves doing stripes. So she okay. takes all the little balls that we get and then yes. I give her a lot of black and beige, but then she makes. Really colorful, stripy squares. So that's okay. Or, and or we make teddies with the. I was basil.
0: going to say teddies because you you also send us uh, toys and hand warmers and hats as well, don't you?
2: We do. We do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. When I pack the boxes, I try to do as best I can. I try to do a hundred blankets or blanket packs, a um, hundred hats. Mm-hmm. If i can 100 toys but sometimes they're too big so i can't always do 100 toys and 100 right. pairs of hand warmers
0: yeah so that
2: you get a an entire set yes oh, uh, marvelous
1: 100 yeah. children satisfied yes <laughs> You yeah. Yeah. do find people you know just take to something don't we try and deter them a bit from hats because we know how many you've got and we've got believe me we've still got hundreds in our storage shed yes um, but some just love doing the wrist warmers, some yes. absolutely love doing the teddies and the hand puppets. Um, yeah. So we just say, and that's the nice thing as well, if say wh- whatever suits you to knit, what mm. makes you happy to knit, yes. you know, if you're happier doing a teddy rather yes. than a square, then, but there are plenty of people just like to do the squares. Of so.
0: course. And, you know, like we always say, is that um, the picture squares and the fancy squares are wonderful because we always incorporate. Um, some interesting squares into blankets but um, the plain jeans are just as important because they're the backbone of all the blankets so yeah. um, whether it's fancy or whether it's very very plain you know even just a plain black or white square they they've come in very very useful
2: well they're just as warm as the as the fancy squares aren't
0: they <laughs> absolutely yes <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah,
2: yeah so we were um talking talking about uh, having all sorts of different sizes of and shapes of squares mm-hmm. and of course we always try to get them to sew in the ends but that doesn't always work um, okay. and we do get an awful lot of untidy squares and we were getting to a point where we just simply couldn't cope with all the squares that needed to be tidied before we could send them out to you and yeah. well, we do try to send you tidy squares so you mm-hmm. don't have to do it very um, appreciated so- <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I know you get a lot of untidy squares yeah. as well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we um we asked some volunteers to come and help us, and we now have a monthly meeting in our lo- in Pam's local library in Osma Street, oh, and lovely. our volunteers come along. It's turned into a lovely social event where people come along. And they actually enjoy sewing in the ends of well, the squares.
0: I can believe so, it because you're in, if you're in a group of friendly people and you're doing something with your hands, it's wow. it's an absolute pleasure. Yes, yes.
2: I don't know how long we've been doing this. We hmm. were trying to remember actually, but we, hmm. I think it must be five or six years that we've been doing this. Obviously we oh. couldn't do it that during lockdown. So hmm. that was virtually a year out really um but they still come back they come back and they some of them it's, it's lovely to see because some of them have actually formed friendships through it yes and they see each other at other out, outside of this group and they've become friends and they they come along they have a cup of tea and a slice of cake and the noise level is extraordinary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they get together <laughs> They chat and chat, and it, the noise just keeps going up and up. But they they do enjoy it, and I think for some of them it is actually quite a so important social event. So it's it's so. yet another thing that we mm. we do um, for and the local then, people.
0: Yeah, and then when you leave that morning, you've got a whole lot of tidy squares ready to to package. So it's amazing. You exactly.
1: have a nice. great big laundry bags and we take sort of two or three for an afternoon. Yes. Because uh, we get yes. we usually have about 12, 13 ladies that come. Fantastic. Um,
0: what a good idea. It,
1: it goes so quickly. We do an hour and a half and then Lane and <laughs> I just carry it all up to the library. It's upstairs. Yes. It, yeah, tip it all out. And then we make <laughs> tea and cake and wash up. And then people know that we're there. So some mm. people come just to drop off blankets that they've done yes. or squares. So people drop off knitting. And people, the library, are wonderful staff, they just mm. take things for us. So during the month, uh, anyone um. can go and leave knitting at the library. And the staff just put it in a cupboard for us. So when we go, you know, there's always stuff waiting for us as well. So the, yes. that's yes. where all the volume comes from, why it's so much. But yes, then we pack it all back in the bags and um, take it back to our storage unit. All All time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, it's it's amazing. How often do you actually get around to packaging and packing up the boxes and things?
2: Is it three times a year, Elaine. It has been, yes. I think we've only done two this year because, of course, we couldn't. Our storage facility, uh, which is a shed in a friend's mm. garden, um, we couldn't get to because it's in Wales. And Wales oh. shut us out for quite oh. a long time. Mm. So we couldn't get to our shed. So the first our first shipment this year was quite late I think mm-hmm. I didn't send it until July um, okay. we will do another one I think this year because you've just received it I think haven't you Leanne
0: well yes we were unpacking bags I think they, they were certainly unpacking bags last week um, uh-huh. and when I came in today there was a bag that was right there ready for me to unpack I wasn't keeping track of how many you know needed to still be unpacked i think they might have got through most of the stuff already um, yes
2: yeah. i think it takes about eight to ten weeks to come out to because obviously it's shipped out yeah um so i think it was collected late july so it's it mm. would
1: have so,
2: yeah probably it didn't go out until august so that's why you've only just received it so we will do um. another shipment this year yeah um which hopefully well it might arrive in the new year i'm sure it um, will
0: Because there's probably going to be congestion over Christmas with all the holidays. I would think
2: so. We usually try to get one to you by Christmas, but Mm. I don't think it'll work this time. Mm. That was the other
1: Godsend when Elaine found this company that ships it for us because when we were just posting it, you know, we the trouble with customs and the cost was
0: just,
1: just too much. So Elaine found the company that sends we send these big boxes full. Um, oh. and they do support so they support several charities i think elaine don't they? they do yes they're very they give, us, yes. very they give us a very reasonable rate yes. they deliver the boxes to elaine's house yes they collect them so it's so much easier for us and then we can send such a great volume yeah know, at a time for a reasonable cost or, or we couldn't possibly afford to send as much as we do
0: yeah so, yeah I think it's probably different for every country, but one really does have to research the the ways and means to try and find the best way of doing it
1: yeah that's that's why we call to keep a bit of a low profile because people in England do tend to find our website and then say well, can we, <laughs> we have had people that phone up and say i uh we I run a care home, and we've knitted you know five hundred teddies and we don't know what to do with them yeah of course you. It's interesting down, but we don't want knitting from the whole country no
0: <laughs> <Okay>. that's
1: right <laughs> which
2: is why when we set up our website um we put up a list of charities throughout the UK that mm. accept knitting and I've done it we've done no. it by regions so yeah. that we try to encourage people to support local charities yes. in their area rather oh. than trying to send everything to us yes yeah. um, of course. and it's quite nice actually i think it's quite a nice idea to knit for something somebody local yes. a local charity a hospital or a, um, sure. a, a care home or a mm. homeless charity yeah. there's lots in the uk that are doing that sort mm. of thing and indeed we do send different things to different charities things mm-hmm. that you can't use jumpers yes. um that sort of thing we do right. send them to
1: other charities
0: yeah, well, that's good because I'm sure you do get those things in as well. Socks, eh? We, hey?
1: <laughs> we only put our phone numbers on the website, and sometimes people ring and say, "Well, you haven't given your address. I've got all this to send." We say, no, <laughs> "No, you can't find out where we are. You <laughs> <laughs> have to be on our list." So, but uh, I, I, I was trying to guess how many people knit for us, and it must be oh, well over sixty, I would think. Elaine, oh. what do you think?
2: I wouldn't have a clue to be honest i know it could easily be because of the different groups yeah uh, mm. and, and they come and go a bit um, and often we don't know how many there are in a group yes um, we just get one representative of the group and they just unload their cars into our garages
0: yeah. <laughs> oh it's amazing it's lovely to think of the generosity of people and You know, that they are so ready and willing to to participate and, you know, help. (laughs) It's really lovely. Well,
2: knitters knitters are very generous people. Um, You're right. Mm. I think the world over, knitters are are generous, and they they do enjoy using their skills to help Mm. other people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I can't can't imagine us ever stopping. I know when we've got mountains and mountains of knitting, we go, I don't know how I can keep doing all this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I can't imagine that when we would we'll ever stop but um you know but we have we just have lovely memories of all sorts of people don't we With yeah. the people we meet every month and our monthly sessions in the library and mm. and the generosity of people you know it's um it keeps keeps us going really doesn't it yeah it's it's a nice feeling I mean it's good for us too although
2: sometimes we think what are we doing this why are we doing this usually um, means
1: gets grumpy <laughs>
2: but at the same time the reward we get for doing it is considerable yeah it's a nice feeling to do something good for other people Mm
0: -hmm. well um, i I mean as i said from our point of view when we hear that we've got knit for life squares coming and we're all very excited because you know we'll often open a box and then find ready-made blankets which is always a real pleasure but Mm um just to find the neat squares and the squares that are um to the right measurements is, is really special. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: we, we know how you feel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, because I'm, I'm I'm sure you get some very odd shapes come in as well.
2: We do.
1: Yes, mm. we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but that's okay. They all get used one way yes. or another. <laughs> You're yes. right. Yeah,
1: they do. I think why why we've stuck with NETA Square, why we found it and, and have stuck with it principally. Um, it's because one thing we're passionate about is direct aid so you know we Mm. do send things to other charities but we never support any charity that where we're not absolutely sure where it's going Um, and if we don't get photos or details or or know what's happened to people's work that's so important Mm. uh, we won't send it and and Mm -hmm. I think Knitter Square has been brilliant in keeping in touch with all of us all around the world and the CAS snippets you know Mm -hmm. I was just saying earlier we've just done a newsletter and we're sending out the photos to all our knitters and Mm -hmm. um, the newsletter so they can see the CAS barn and see where it goes and see the distributions um I've given a couple of talks in the last month to some new groups that are knitting for us and and
2: we we print
1: print off your photos and laminate them and take them to show you know, yes. show them, and they were so excited. One lady had been knitting, for it, and she said, "Oh, you just think about your square," and she said, "You don't really think about all that's behind it." And they mm-hmm. were so thrilled to see your photographs. Yes, uh, and I think that's you know the, the two way thing as well that, that yeah. we get the information back from you, and I mean amazing work that goes on in your barn.
0: You yes, Perhaps well
1: I should call it a barn Elaine, because shed sounds a bit
0: small. <laughs>
1: big shed but barn sounds
0: much nicer the shropshire barn (laughs) it's the welsh barn isn't it yes 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 i think so
1: lots of happy memories of all
0: sorts we have. yeah oh that's fantastic sure i just i it's been so lovely chatting to you you're so fun to talk to and you've got so much sort of energy between you so thank you very much it's been really entertaining and um I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing what you do but also getting lots of ideas I love all your ideas for fundraising and for um, tidying up those squares at your meetings and everything it's wonderful
1: oh Pam says that um, Elaine says that's my job is my one of my jobs is to have the ideas to keep her busy
0: yes
2: (laughs) you always need an ideas person
0: well, as I promised you, there were certainly lots of good ideas in that chat. Um, so as we close out this episode, I just want to remind anybody that's out there who feels that they might have a story to share, please get in touch with me. Um, my email address is um, on the show notes and it's leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at knit a com. That's my email address. And you can um, let me know what's, what, what what sort of ideas you have um, to share with us? Perhaps you've really made some fantastic friends through Knitter Square, or learned some new skills, or whatever your um, your story is. Let me know, and we can set up a, a Zoom chat and uh, share your story on the podcast. Not much else to share from my side, except that uh, between my studies, I am still managing to knit some squares and do some crocheting, um, and uh, it's a busy time for me. So. Um, I will be with you again in two weeks' time for another episode with one of our local volunteers next time. So from me here, uh, this is Leanne Hunt casting off you can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it and you can share links on facebook twitter and wherever your knitting friends congregate together we are bringing hope to south africa's vulnerable children one square at a time